0: Thank you, Janet Lee. When I hear you playing, I feel the spirit because it just turns on the bells. And those are great songs. They're seasonal songs and we all love them. And hello, everybody out there. This is a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And every day in Jesus Christ is unique. And there is no other name given among men whereby a person may be saved other than the name of Jesus Christ. I love him so. And that song that was written by the Gaithers, you know, there's something about that name. Truly, 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 that is so. Today is December 1st, the first of the the month of December, the 12th month, and the end month, the last month of 2013. We will soon be into 2014. And the manifest broadcast today is Analog with Angels, Part 22. And we're going to try to emphasize, if we can get to it, on the house of Gilgal. And then, following the instructions of the Lord to imbue every message with a prayer, what was put on me today was a combination so that every word was imbued with the healing virtue to heal nervous, uh, you know, nervous tenations and and depression. People with... uh, uh, fighting conditions in their body that has to do with nervousness and and depression, that the healing power of God in every word will just begin to heal you and make you whole. All right, I want to do some reading today that is around the subject but really deeply embedded in the subject at the same time. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. E-P-H-E-S-I-A-N-S, Ephesians, chapter 3. Now, I'm going to do a certain treatment to this, and I hope you'll not be offended. But if you are offended, get a cough drop, suck on it, And start listening some more. Paul wrote, For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Some people have wondered about why did Jesus, you know, why did Paul really write that? Well, some people say, Well, he was under house arrest at that time. And basically, he was just saying, Well, the reason I'm under house arrest is because I have given my life for you Gentiles and by coming over here and getting involved I've gotten myself in trouble well that's one way to look at it but we know there are 30, 60, 100 fold viewpoints and when looking through the glass darkly you have to narrow in on those different spectrums in order to get into the circuit of whichever view is the view that the spirit is moving you in now paul understood the scripture he he even rewrote it from the old testament that talks about christ who descended into hell and led captivity captive so he understood who that was and he understood that included himself and he understood that included all humans And there was a causation then for this cause. We're going to understand what what the what the cause is, but I have no doubt that someday the writings will be made available to you, and there will be you will see something written very similar to what Paul wrote, almost in some cases word to word, because he was speaking by the Holy Spirit. And if someone else speaks by the Holy Spirit and gets on the same circuit that Paul did when he was speaking by the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be finding some fruit trees that have the same kind of fruit. And that fruit can be words that are the same. So I could write this and I could say, for this cause, I, Jerry Lee, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you other sheep. The other sheep was mentioned in John ten sixteen, And I have never revealed this before, either in my blogs or in um, my broadcasts, but I have essentially uh, said it, but not in a specific way as I want to say it today. So Paul writes and he says, you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you word. Now he was talking about, he was talking about himself, Paul, talking about the Gentiles. And it's very, very interesting as we're going to see here because um, he reveals this, part that he was talking about but as to paul his message was to expand the gentiles Uh, that was something different than anybody else was doing even peter when peter would eat with the gentiles uh, he would set himself apart his original message was not to the gentiles he didn't really get into all the things that jesus actually taught about going into all the world Not at first, eventually he did. Well, Paul then, his dispensation of grace, his ministry, he says in verse 3, he goes on, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote to you afore in a few words. And so, I can say that this same thing applies to me, except it applies to me, on another level, on an on another uh, you know uh, subject that is tangent. So Paul's ministry was to get the Gentiles into the the whole aspect of God's revelation, and to include them because you know they were all part of the fallen angels. And the revelation that has come to me. And God has put on me is to get the connection between the other sheep that it speaks of in john ten sixteen and i should I should just really read john uh, ten sixteen because it's so emphatically important and um in fact, let, let, me just, let me just do that. Let me just turn to it. And let me just read it. 10.16. Uh, uh, here is what it says. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. He's speaking of the Abrahamic fold. Them, these other sheep, them also I must bring. They obviously weren't right there on the planet and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd now the day is coming that this this fold this other fold of which the bible in the, in the 3rd chapter of ephesians and the 15th verse says of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named so we have the family of god the sheep of god in heaven and we have the ship of God on earth and the scripture I just read to you in John John 10 16 that he's going to bring them at some point this would be like during the tribulation uh, uh, ending and the when when the uh, thousand year millennium is set up and he's going to bring the the people together. He's going to bring the sheep together and make them one fold. And during that time is going to be this great revelation. But prior to that time there has to be, so on, the understanding and the preparation of those great events. That's why you have the Bible to read and it tells you things that are going to happen. It's preparatory for those things that God's will involves and the intent of God is and so the call that God has given me then is to prepare you and as well be in touch with this revelation which just like the revelation of the Gentiles has been hidden since the foundations of the, of, the, of the world. Now Ephesians 3, 3, that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. Verse 4, Whereas when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, and is now revealed unto his holy prophets, holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. It's a spirit revelation. And this thing of the Gentiles, even though there was prophecy in Isaiah, even though there's prophecy in the various prophets and books, the, the, the Jewish people could not comprehend it. They only saw the exclusivity of their being the tribe and the people. And they were into the oneness of that concept but in the glory and in the power of the dispensation of the grace of Jesus Christ, who in John 14 says, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, that where I am you may be also, and I will come again, and I will bring you to where I am going. Now you know the way. Of course, Thomas says, No, I don't. And Jesus understood that because he understood that they had a a mind block because they were living in the land of forgetfulness and they had taken on mortal bodies and lost their memory of who they were when they were those other persons. And so there have been ages and ages of time that the Jews did not recognize the Gentiles and, and still don't, except as Paul brought in that ministry and has prepared the seedway. And today there are multitudes of Gentiles that believe in Jesus Christ because of the preaching of of Paul and that preparation that was done by the ministry of Paul. Now, I have been called to do this ministry about the other sheep and speaking to the sheep that live here on this planet prepare them spiritually and mentally to receive and to understand the plan of God the will of God which has been since the foundations of this earth and has been kept a ministry, has been kept a mystery and people have not known it but now God has put this mercy and grace upon me not of of my Uh, outstanding ability or not because I deserve to have that call or not because uh, I was chosen over anybody else I was just chosen out of God's mercy and he has anointed me for this purpose and he takes us just like the song says just as I am I come to you. That's us. That's how we come to God when he calls us. We come just as we are. Because we know there's nothing that we can, by our merit, be the causation for something like this to happen. But in recognizing that, knowing that, believing that, we go forward with the ministry of the revelation. Now, I read to you verse 5, which in other ages was not made known. But it's now revealed unto his holy prophets and the prophets by the Spirit. There were times that the prophets prophesied things. And they wrote it down, but they didn't know what it meant. There was things that the apostles wrote down. And spoke, but they didn't know what it meant. Because only the Spirit could bring it to fruition. Only the Spirit could bring it to to its hundredfold revelation. And so in verse 6 it says, that that mystery, it says, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs, and of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel whereof I was made a ministry. I, he's saying, I was made a ministry so that the Gentiles could be fellow heirs and of the same body and be partakers of his promise in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I was made a minister to bring together the Melchizedek revelation, which is the sons of Enoch revelation, to the earth so that the people could get into the total understanding who the king of righteousness is. Because the Bible says in, the, in, in Hebrews that the king of righteousness is Melchizedek. And so we understand that the ministry of Jesus Christ, which he was ministering on this earth, and I'm just telling you what the Bible says, was after the order of Melchizedek. That's not because Jesus is less than anything, but it's because that Jesus in Melchizedek in the Father's house connection is in the higher standard of Revelation and the people on the planet Earth in the Abrahamic Revelation are in a lesser uh, uh, level of standard than the Melchizedeks. And yet, they need each other. Paul explained that. He said, you know, there are people that have, have lived and died and he says, uh, they were not allowed to, re- to know the revelation because he says, uh, you know, they weren't ready to believe what the full plan of God was. But he says God didn't allow them to finish their, their message and their call because they need it, us, and we need them. And it's the same thing. God is showing that the people on the planet Earth in Christendom need the revelation and the association of the people that are the family of God in heaven. And the family of God in heaven needs association with the family of God on earth. And so this got to come together. And so there's much, much revelation in the Bible that people haven't thought was there, just like when Paul started preaching on the Gentiles, they didn't think he had any Bible to back them. But he did. And by the same token, I have much to show and much to, to reveal to people as, re- as involves this revelation of the other flock that is other sheep not counted in the sheepfold of the people here in the Abrahamic ministry. Melchizedek, the Bible says, was without father, without mother as far as the genealogy of this earth was concerned because he was now in that new genealogy from the offspring of Enoch, And that had become a, a, a different class for a time. But eventually it's going to be brought together and jesus is going to bring that revelation when he comes he says well you know there's so many comings of jesus someone says jesus is coming oh i want to see him and i said yeah but don't you have jesus in your heart didn't you receive jesus christ in your heart oh yes yes i did so he is in your heart right And the kingdom of God is within you, right? And he said, well, yes, yes, that's true. Well, then, you know, you already have Jesus in the spirit. And and, and the spirit's the highest form of Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, let's look at just a little bit more here in Colossians. Where Paul emphasizes this again in his letter to the Colossians, just as he did his letter to the Ephesians. And this is the first chapter of the 25th verse. Whereof, whereof I am made a minister. Now this is Colossians 1, verse 25. Whereof I am made a ministry, or a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. God intends, just as he did with Jesus on the cross with Jesus coming out of the tomb, with the ministry and how Jesus did the ministry, he constantly refers to fulfilling the will of God, of his Father which art in heaven. And so, there is an intent in the Bible to fulfill the will of bringing together the family of God in heaven in an understanding and an association and a a, a fellowship heir, fellowship heritage into a one-fold and i've been given a ministry to do that and you people that are listening and following these teachings you're involved in that call and so you are also being made manifestors by this light being brought to light through you so that this light and spirit of god may travel by person to person and And it is not just uh centered and not just uh, uh um, you know exclusive to just one person It's not like when the Holy Ghost was selective, and only certain people in the Old Testament time could get it. but when Jesus came, he says i'm changing all that i'm making it now so that anybody can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit <coughs> And that's what the ministry is right now. Anybody can minister this word. Because God is moving by his spirit in all the land. Blessed be the name of the living God. And so he writes. We're back in Colossians 1:25. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given me for you, to, so to fulfil the word of God, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but is now manifest to the saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is the Christ in you, the hope of glory. And now I, I can say with Paul, just in a slightly different part of the curve, you know, that this mystery of the Melchizedek, this mystery of the family in heaven, this mystery of the sons of Enoch, this mystery of the Father's house, has been hid from the ages and the generations but is now being manifested. It is now being manifested to the saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory. Wow! Now, if we turn back to Ephesians chapter 3, we begin to see the real power Of this incredible revelation to Paul and how that there is a a yoking and a bonding between Paul's ministry to bring to the church the Gentiles and my ministry to bring to the church the sons of Enoch the other sheep so in the third verse of Ephesians and the eighth verse Pardon me, the third chapter of Ephesians and the eighth verse. Unto me, whom am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of, of Christ. Now I want you to, you know, customize that horn so you can blow it and so that you can give the glory to God and not the glory to man. God is not not looking to raise up, uh, you know, uh, some more uh, kind of individuals who are going to be like Lucifer and want to take over and get the glory himself. He he's not looking to to to, uh, you know, to to raise up some more Nimrods who want to take over. He's looking for people that are saying, "I'm just a vessel. I'm just a stick." I'm just a telephone. The Spirit speaks through me. And what did Jesus do? What did he say? Well, Jesus said, you know, I'm not speaking my well. The things that I'm telling you, this is the doctrine of, of my Father. I'm, I'm telling you the will of the Father. And, and, and I'm not doing my well. And, and the people that get into this ministry, that's the turn they're going to take. That's the highway they're going to drive on. They're going to drive on the highway of understanding that as far as your equation goes, as far as your part in the ministry goes, it's minuscule. You're just a stick. Take away the Holy Spirit from that, and that's it. You're a stick. Leave the Holy Spirit with it. And you're a stick that is full of the glory and the power and the anointing of God and, and people will respect that, giving prophet to a prophet where a prophet is called to be a prophet because that's a stick ministry and the Holy Ghost is in it. So people recognize that. But what are they recognizing? You? No, they're recognizing the Holy Spirit in you. So that, just like when the Holy Spirit came down and anointed the ground where God revealed to to Moses for the first time, the zith, called the the flaming bush, and he says, take your shoes off, that that old idea, that old concept, take it off, because you are getting ready to walk on holy ground. And this is a holy ground ministry, ladies and gentlemen. This revelation is a today ministry. And it is the moment of truth and power and revelation. Now let's go on here. Wow. Verse 8. Unto me, whom am less than the least of all the saints, this grace is given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The more of a minister that you become, the more magnitude that you have, the greater a servant it makes you. So the, the more that you move in ministering healing, in ministering revelation, in ministering teaching, and you keep going up from the 30-fold to the 60-fold to the 100-fold, and the higher that you get in those realms as you are being used that way by the Holy Spirit then the greater the servant you become. Because that's how it works in the kingdom of God. And Paul understood that. And that is what he was saying. And verse 9, And to make all men, he didn't delineate, he didn't put things into a distinguished separation and difference as far as the availability of the message, and the availability of that dispensation of grace through Jesus Christ. He says to make all men see. It's one of the biggest jobs that we've got is to make people be able to see and to understand what it is that we're preaching. And you see where he even says here to make all men see. I mean, does that not show a little bit of Forcefulness uh, I mean it doesn't say you know just to uh, put this out and if they're interested in it fine, they don 't want it fine, and I 'm not saying that w- that we're forcing any religion on anyone, but i 'm saying that we're putting it out there emphatically. We are emphatically preaching and proclaiming this word, we are emphatically showing the proofs we are emphatically delivering the potentiation, the potentiation. And we're doing it so that it it really deals with that with that verb, <laughs> make, not taking over someone's will, but making the case so in, in, emphatic, so emphatic, so clear, and and repeating it over and over and over again. To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ, and and what now? Listen to this, please. Listen to this next verse, please. Number ten, to the intent. Now, this intent is a powerful word too, having an intention, and and and, and it just almost has the word. Uh, intensity with it the intent of intensity that now unto the principalities and the powers in heavenly places might be known by the church now let's read it again 10 to the intent that now unto the principalities and the powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purposes which he purposed in Christ Jesus And what is it that is to be known? Verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, what is the length, the depth, and the height. And the whole world needs to know about the principalities and the powers in heavenly places. And it needs to be known by the church. Because it's not just a singularity of wisdom. It is a manifold of wisdom, as it says so in the 10th verse. Okay, we've got to move on. Have to move on. Okay, we're going to take this time uh, to go over some questions. Uh, we've had uh, some questions that have come in. God bless those that have participated. And I've got about 10 here. and we going try to get through all of them. I'm going to I'm gonna go at a fairly fast speed here. Is there a spiritual infinity and a physical infinity? And the first domain um uh is it a spiritual infinity um and the and the same uh, thing as called the first domain? Uh in other words, is the first domain one and the same? Infinity with the spiritual infinity, yes, that is correct. There is a physical infinity which is the universe. Now, people say, "Well, that's not infinity. The the the, the you know the universe comes to an end." Um, you know, uh, no, no, it doesn't. Uh, not in the sense uh, that we are showing what infinity is here. It it uh, uh, goes into the cosmic egg, this this high density state but it retains in it the germation. It retains in it a kind of DNA. Someone says, oh, there'd be too much pressure for anything like that left. Uh, that's what you say, but that's not what the case is. And when this, when this cosmic egg stays there in that density and in that complexity for eons and eternities of time until the angels of the first domain come to that resolution or revolution i should say of time in which is the moment for them to go back out and and create because they do no creations in the in in the first domain which is the heaven of heavens which is the spiritual infinity and so uh when they go back out then that the bible says god stretches out the heavens and uh so that's the answer to that question, uh, just in a small part. Uh, uh, second question. Uh, is, uh, is there an ongoing battle uh, between uh, Yaviel and Lucifer for the Ophanim? Uh, I think you can see that clearly in Ephesians 6.12. You know, the the the... the, the the principalities and the powers of, of light and darkness that are constantly uh, warring. Uh, Satan has been called darkness in different places in the Bible. Jesus has been called the light of the world in other places in the Bible. Verse three: When we die, how are we transported to Abraham's? Uh, uh, when we die, how are we transported to Abraham's bosom or to the uh, father's bosom? Uh, they want to know when we die. Uh, no, when we die, are we transported to Abraham's bosom or the father's bosom, or the father's house? Uh, it's also the father's bosom. Um, the The thing that happens there, of course, um, is that the state that a person is in spiritually is the state of degree as to uh, the decision of whether you will be transport it to Abraham's bosom or you will be transported to the father's house. Now I think there's also uh in that question uh a, a type of question in which it is saying you know um well how do our spirits get to the Abraham's bosom and how do our spirits uh get to the father's house. So we're saying there's two different aspects there. There's the aspect of of uh which one do I go to? And then there's the aspect of how you get there. Uh if you are still alive and in a physical body and you're not in a sleep, uh then uh, you will you well the Bible shows us be taken up the an- with the angels. Uh, the Bible also tells us that uh there will be a a special event you know it says we shall not all sleep uh, the, there 's a special event in which the there is a resurrection uh, and 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 um, these persons take on bodies now i don 't want to get into which body do they take? Because the Bible tells us in Corinthians, well, uh, you know, thou fool, uh, when you say about what body shall we have in the resurrection, uh, that is, he Paul is saying, not a proper question because he says, you know, there are all these different flavors and, and we may end up take, taking on a body that has to do with any one of those different flavors. And I think that's uh, 2 Corinthians 15, I think that's right, um, and you can you can read about that, uh, and and so uh, you you know there are these different bodies that people take. They may they may not take the body of the the last body that they that they had. They may take another body, and I know that'll be hard for some people who are so dyed in the wool with some of their thinking, you know. But you know you might as well get off that ship because it's not Bible. And and just because it's been taught for uh, <laughs> several hundreds and thousands of years, and and it's been taught, you know, in in uh, the churches and in religio- religiosity, that doesn't mean it's correct. And and uh, you know, the, this ministry is involved in straight, straightening out the crooked paths, and uh, in answering these questions at the at the speed of rapidity that I am doing it, I can't really get into all the elongated. And, and and list of of scriptures that that ultimately uh turn one thing in and the other thing out but but uh you know there are teachings we have done and uh and right now we're just trying to give you the the simple answer sort of more like a a yes and a no and uh and that's 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 what we're going to do we're going to stop right there and we're going to take a break. Yes and thank you again thank you thank you Janet Lee all beautiful and great and hello again folks okay let me finish this question on this transport thing all right now uh suppose that there are those that would be transported and they don't take on bodies but they um are transported as a spirit and some people say well you know why would they need to be transported well <laughs> you need to understand some things about the spirit uh if you think that uh, the spirit uh can just um fly anywhere ever which directions that it wants and and uh you know uh, find anything anywhere just because it's a spirit uh, that's that's just how much that you don't understand you know, because uh, the Bible talks about the wandering stars. and There's even scriptures that indicate, you know, how the, the, the spirits walk around, uh, you know, in dry places searching for. They can't just exactly find what they're looking for sometimes. Uh, you know, it's a big, big universe out there. And, and so um, you understand that a spirit, uh, you know, uh, has been said to haunt a house and 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 that does happen whether you want to believe that or not it does happen there are there are spirit hauntings spirits do come back and appear uh sometimes uh, you know they they don't take a body because they're under some kind of a penalty and maybe perhaps other reasons of course uh but but um the thing of it is is um, uh there are people that have seen spirits and especially like even little children, which they have sort of a different innocence of eyes, uh, are able to sometimes see spirits in a way that that adults don't but adults have also seen spirits, and spirits walk and they, they might go and sit in a rocking chair and make it move, or they might walk into a certain room and 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 uh, so they do uh they do have the ef- effect. Of being uh, somewhat uh, directive uh, when it comes to dimensions that are physical they walk into those dif- those uh, uh, dimensions and they walk out those dimensions uh, sure they can pass through the walls or through the doors without opening and closing them uh, but nevertheless there is a certain uh, guide that happens there with that so uh, uh, when you are talking about advanced people, uh, there are people that are have taken on physical bodies, but they can see spirits, and and so like if you were to take a cargo of spirits, uh, because spirits uh, can can interpose themselves through one another, uh, there's hardly no limit of spirits. Of uh, the compaction of spirits that can go into one one uh, cargo ship uh, it doesn 't present weight uh, disp- uh, that is notable it doesn 't present uh, uh, you know a um, a dimensional uh, aspect that that takes uh, room um, so uh, uh, spirits can be moved uh, in a in, on a physical ship. And someone would say, Oh, I just don't think that you need to do that with the spirit. Well, you just don't know the Bible and you just don't know how it really is. And and uh uh it's it uh, I'm telling you that there is scripture for what I'm saying and it's just a fact and and the, the the line of uh separation between a spirit and a physical world is a whole lot less than what a lot of people think. You know that there's they're two different worlds, but but there is a relationship, and and uh, 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 don't you even understand that that in your body you have a spirit, and your spirit stays in your body and walks around in your body. If your body runs, it is running with you, and if your body is uh, s- uh, surging into certain thoughts in the physical aspect of it, it deals with the spirit aspects and sort of uh, works along those same lines to try to bring about its own summation. And so uh, that's just the way it is. And you need to recognize that uh, because uh, that's why when the angels come here, they do take on bodies. And that's why in Genesis, when it was talking about the Elohim, the manifold God, it said, let us make man in our image and that wasn't, wasn't talking about as a spirit because jesus said see spirits don't have flesh and blood uh because he's talking about spirits that did not have a body and and so they they uh to be seen they need to have uh to to most uh, people they need to have a, a a physical body okay it took a little longer than that one i really wanted to i gotta move on here um okay um is it possible for Yaviel to fall like Lucifer did? Uh, no, it is not. And some will say, "Well, well I don't understand that." Well, um, uh, you, like Lucifer did, Lucifer fell because he wanted to, 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 to have, uh, you know. A power you're sort of like gog in and, 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 and uh, Magog when gog in the in the the book of the uh, uh, of the Seven thunders um, wanted uh, to go and separate him separate himself from God and have his own thing, his own kingdom uh, that's sort of along the lines of what Lucifer wanted to do. he wanted to be over all the stars of heaven uh, under his own uh, power and discretion uh Jesus is not like that has never been like that and Jesus throughout all his ministry says you know I don't come to preach my well or my words what I have to say is whatever the father tells me or shows me that's what I do and my doctrine is not my doctrine. My doctrine is, is, the, 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 is, is the doctrine of my father. Now, as to whether uh, he needed to overcome his physical body, uh, his mortal aspect, yes, the Bible says that he did in the book of he, Hebrews. The Bible says that with much strong uh, prayers and, and tears uh, uh, that he, he w- was able to overcome that mortal aspect. Okay, now, um let's uh move on here we are now down to question uh, five why was Enoch taken to Artura? Uh, was the planet a former of coloni- colonization um uh, yeah, the word coloniz- colony and colon colonization uh, you know is has particular meanings. It's more along the line of when you're going to a a land that's not developed and and uh and you're you're starting you know, uh, a new um uh, say city and a new nation and that type of thing. Uh but, you know, uh, of course uh, um Artura had been uh, the the uh, planning site, the home site, uh and it was it was the father's house before they ever brought the, the uh the sons of, of Enoch there. So uh you know that that's just just a fact, and and some people say, well, you know, when we go there, then, uh, you know, is is uh, is the the father there at the at the uh, you know at the father's house, or um, or is there something else that we we need to know? Well, yeah, there there's something else that you need to know, and I have done the teaching on it, but uh, I don't know how many of you would have remembered it but i have uh, shown you scripture how that uh, the father uh, uh is temporarily moved to uh, the, the the pleiades and uh, he, and uh, you know uh, the uh, reasons and purpose of that are all in the teachings that i have done that uh, you know you'll have to uh, to uh to have the time to to come by uh, i think um, the scripture that i show there um you know uh, is um job 9:9 9, 9, uh or job 9:11 lo he goeth by me and i i see him not he passes on also but i perceive him not job 9:11 and we show that this is actually a teaching uh you know where uh he uh is is uh, moving on over to this uh other uh with this other um, uh archangel group and uh and there's there's more uh more scripture and so forth but that's all I have time to give you on that right now okay so uh let's see here um where are we at <clears throat> are we a colonization uh well n- not exactly not really here on earth it was originally made for for it to be uh for uh new people that had never, uh, you know, had their names written down in heaven. And then the fall of the angels uh, and everything changed that. Uh, but in Isaiah 51:16, it tells us that we're going to go out and plant the heavens. Those will be, you know, colonizations. And uh, so that's, that's that. Number seven, are there any artifacts uh, uh, on Mars that our explorations will find? Uh, well, we've we've said that the the ring rod of Lucifer was left in the cave. There, uh, I'm sure they're going to find other things, uh, but it all has a lot to do with uh, the extent of the exploration and the time, uh, and and over whatever long periods of time that might be. Uh, it's a pretty uh, major, ex, you know, uh, exploitation of thought to try to narrow down uh, whether when we say our explorations, you know, is that that's talking about the United States? It might be someone else that would find it. There's other nations going to uh, to uh, you know uh, Mars, and uh, and the future hasn't hardly begun in that direction. Okay, um, eight. Are there mantis humans on earth now uh no uh there's no mantis allowed to be on earth and and there are no no uh mantis of the type that is going to be created in revelations nine uh, when the fifth angel uh, gives the key to this uh, great uh, uh vast area of space to lucifer uh lucifer satan and um uh but um there are mantis robots and uh and these robots have tried to war against uh you know some of the things that the archtorsians are doing and but they are robots they are not the humanoid type that are going to be made later in the the uh uh in the fifth angel happening in the book of um, of revelations okay two more questions um more detail on the kinds of um, of uh, you know uh, uh, rivers of humans the four kinds of 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 humans uh, what you know would we have to say about that well um, there are of course uh, a lot of meaning here to this this four uh, series we had uh, Noah Ham, Japheth, and Shem, and they started the four. The, the four, uh, you know, rivers uh, uh, of creation after uh, the flood. Uh, before the flood, you had the four rivers uh, out of Eden, the Pison, Gihon, the the Hedikil, and the Euphrates. Uh, then you've got all these uh, other species that your genealogists are coming up with, uh, the Neanderthal, the Hobbit, uh, the modern humans, the Homo sapiens, and then they're coming up with a recently new discovered group that uh, that is uh, pretty recent out of Africa that they are getting ready to put into a, uh, some kind of a naming sequence. Uh, in addition to that, you know, there's uh, four different kinds of blood: uh, A, B, AB, and and zero. Uh, there are of course, all kinds of categories like twenty nine different categories, but the four different kinds of blood there's four types of bones uh there's four types of stem cells there's um you know uh amazing uh how that this four keeps coming up uh the in the the, the symbol symbology there's uh four rivers uh, in the Bible mentioned four winds four corners, four, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 quarters, and other things along that uh, line, uh, four uh, personalities according to a certain psychologist, uh, and four temperaments. So, you know, the thing on the four is uh, is pretty big, and uh, there's just uh, a whole lot more to be said on it. There's uh, no doubt. Okay, now the thing about the body soul, the 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 spirit soul. Um, well, m- maybe I should finish this thing first off on the uh, on the thing with the four kinds of humans. Uh, there's the the black, the white, the yellow, the brown, and then there's the beast that the Bible that 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 can be both good or evil that represent the four kinds of humans. And so sometimes when it's given the, the showing a leopard, rep- leopard representing as one of the beasts, uh, and that could that could be on on the evil side. Uh, other th- times, those four beasts, the Bible says in in uh, the, the Book of Revelations that you know they're going to they're going to repent, they're going to be redeemed. So they obviously are representing different nations and different people uh, that are going to overcome. Uh, but but it you know it. Sometimes it's nations that are quite evil. Uh, and, and so the representation of these beasts uh, is like that last week's teaching, the tree of, uh, of, of uh, good and evil. It has There's both good and there's both evil that can potentially come out of the fruit of that tree. Okay, now, last question. Uh, body, soul, spirit, soul. Um, the, the body is also called soul and and so that's a physical soul the body is a physical soul uh there is also though uh a like our spirit has a soul and the bible tells us in second corinthians 5 uh, first verse that we that if we should dis- our body should dissolve then we instantly have a house eternal in the heaven of heavens and and so there, the the soul never leaves never leaves the first domain, the heaven of heaven. Uh, And what we have that represents that uh, spirit soul in us is a a signal that comes into our body and and, uh, which gives us what we call the kingdom of God within. Okay, I have to stop there. That's quite a few things that we went over. Uh, In the Hebrew appendix, uh, words that are either in the Bible or associated with words that are in the Bible. Uh, just interesting, I thought to mention here before we get into some other things. Uh, the um, there's zerad, uh, z e r a d, uh, and uh, you can find the Hebrew meaning in Strong's, which doesn't quite give this interpretation, but in the Hebrew appendix of some of your Hebrew dictionaries and so forth, you will get it. Uh, but in the Strongs at 2218, you can look up that word, and it means strange descent. And I think that's a very interesting caption, and sometime we might want to get into it to talk about the strange descents that do happen. And then, uh, I don't know how many people would realize that the Lake of Galilee or the Sea of Galilee, that the word Galilee means wheel, and are... are or and a revolution so the very sea of Galilee means wheel this thing of the wheel is really 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 big and when Jesus came and said before he he went to the cross he says I'm gonna you know in three days I'll rise and then he says I will meet you at Galilee and and of course I'll meet you at the wheel is pretty pretty interesting and then there is a revelation about uh, about the um, uh the the um another word here called uh, nimuel um, <clears throat> excuse me a minute okay nim nimuel um it's about the sleeping god and uh, of course god can mean gods and and we have this time when <clears throat> during the creation there was this sleeping episode uh in which the the um the, the the devils came the, the legions of satan and sowed uh into creation uh the tares uh so that there's was an effect uh, almost like a dna effect in in uh all the human race uh, uh that was sowed prior uh to to uh it developing and that title sort goes along with that then i found a really i thought a cute word for the word love in the Hebrew (coughs) uh, is called uh, um, uh, Dodava or Dudava. Uh, Dudava is another way of saying love. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Um, We've got some really neat stuff about, um, you know, uh, Ephesians 3 5, which I read, preach the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Sometimes we'll take and we'll say something about a word. We'll say it's, it's unsearchable, uh, but then you know. Guess what happens? We find out that the unsearchable is also searchable, and um, so when you um, when you are thinking, sometimes you read in the Bible and you'll say you won't be able to do this. It's unsearchable. Uh, those are all conditional, and so sometimes what is supp- is said to be unsearchable is only unsearchable to the extent of it being uh, involved in in a condition once you overcome the middle wall of partition once you break down the 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 resistance and you enter through the several gate and you find that there is an ultimate high gate um, and not just the low gates uh, you are able to then enter into the unsearchable riches of jesus christ and and Paul says I'm preaching that gospel uh, to 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 the people. Um, <clears throat> Job twelve twelve talks about with the ancient is wisdom, and and the length of days brings um, understanding. And then we had this interesting thing. I don't think I'll really take the time to get into it because it's a huge subject. But there was a pharaoh in Egypt, and um, during the time of Joseph. Uh, Joseph. And there is really a revelation there that hopefully in the near future. And the pharaoh named gave a name, you know, uh to to, to Joseph. And um and uh you know it it was it was Z A P H N A T H P A A N E A R A H <coughs> uh Senepta Sanaphna, uh, Pana or Panea. So, um, Sanaphna, so Panea means one who discovers secret things. And uh, there is so much to be told about that Pharaoh and the people that were under him, the kind of people that were under that Pharaoh. Uh, but that we'll have to save for another time. Now, <clears throat> when we start talking about these things of, the, of what have been called UFOs, we call them Siths, um, there's some interesting art. Like in 1449 through 1494, there were different paintings that were put up. But there was a painting of Mary, Mother of Jesus and shown over her left shoulder beyond a question of a doubt was a disc shaped object that no doubt was a, was uh that disc shaped object would be what people would call a ufo we call a Zith. and uh uh behind where mary is standing and uh, there is a man uh, pictured with a dog and the the man is uh is looking up uh, the man is looking up um toward this uh this uh, uh space object and that was painted by um you know a a, a, a Domenico, uh who was a, an artist of that day then um there is uh uh two very very interesting objects obviously spacecraft uh in another painting uh, with each a pilot in shown painted in this happened in uh, the year 1350 uh and they call it the crucifixion and and uh they are shown you know uh, at in in uh one of the um, uh, monasteries in uh, Kosovo Yugoslavia there's another painting uh in the academy of florence of Jesus on the cross and a sort of orange to scarlet colored spacecraft right there in the same artistic picture. Then in, um, in a painting in Belgium, it shows Moses uh, receiving uh, the tablets uh, of the law from God, and there are several spacecraft flying about in the sky. This has uh, been reserved and kept in a castle in Belgium um okay then uh the french had a con- commemorative uh medal and on it they show the sighting of a flying wheel like object and this was done in uh 1680 in uh, 1710 a flemish flemish artist uh showing a flying wheel shaped object in the sky um Uh, portrayed it with beams uh, coming down on Jesus and John the Baptist. So, you know, there are all kinds of examples. Now, how people label them is so important. You know, people say, oh, these are astronauts, they're aliens. Uh, They don't realize that those are are cherubim, seraphim, or arcturians. And so they give them other names uh, by their labeling. We talked here uh, a, a, a last week uh, about the chambers of the south, uh, and and also the, I think the week before, uh, and uh, we talked about how that that chambers of the south uh, represent the house of the Lord of the Oracle, represents the the chambers of the house of of the Lord. Uh, it connected my father's house. Um, in Nehemiah 10:37, it talks about the chambers of the house of the Lord. We showed how that uh, that the father's house in John 14:2 uh, was connected to the chambers. We showed how that um, in Isaiah 26:20, 20, where the where the Bible says, uh, "From the word of the Lord come my people." Enter into my chambers and shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself as though it were a little moment until my indignation be overpassed. Uh, we showed all these list of scriptures that I gave you, you know, about the um, the whirlwinds. Uh my there's all kinds of them in Job, Psalms, Isaiah, Zechariah, uh, a lot of them in Isaiah, and a lot of them in Jeremiah. And um uh, these are all about you know the whirlwinds and how that that connects to the chariots of god and that, and uh we we showed how that Elijah went up by a whirlwind um uh in 2 kings two uh uh eleven we showed how that uh, uh that uh let's see i mean I've read that right that might be second and that might be Kings second kings one eleven I uh, can't quite read my writing here, but um, and then how that, uh, in Job 38, uh, Job uh, was answered out of a whirlwind and um, then it talks in Isaiah about their wheels like a whirlwind. Anyway, we put this all together and we showed that beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Chambers of the South is talking about the house, the house of the flying whirlwinds of the Ziths." And that's the Father's house, the Father's house of the flying uh, whirlwinds of the Zith. And then, um, you know, um, we've we've shown other scriptures over and over, Psalms 18, 10, about um, the Lord rode on a cherub, uh, and also in that same verse and uh, chapter, he, he flew upon the the, the wings. Which we have also shown that wings uh, in the Old Testament can also mean wheels um, and in psalms fifty five six uh talks about flying away and being at rest uh, uh it talks about the the seventy to eighty years average life then we fly away uh it talks about in isaiah six two the flying cherubim revelations fourteen six it talks about the you know the angels. Uh, fly preaching the everlasting gospel from the skies. It talks in Re- Revelation 8:13, the angels flying through the midst of the heavens, and and uh, wow, um, in Isaiah 31:5, how the Lord is going to come and deliver His people as birds flying, which again is talking about this whole thing that, that is important. Then we we in our message. We talk about Gilgal, and um, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, chapter 10, uh, most of the time, it uses the Hebrew uh, 2.10, uh, or 2.12, rather, which is, which is um, you know, uh, uh, Ophan. But then it also uses, uh, you know, like the, um, uh, uh, the wheel for Gilgal, and um, there's two of those used in there. And the the wheel for Gelgal represents the physical craft, the physical zith, the physical chariot of God. And so when we say Gelgal, we're talking about something physical. When we say, and that also means wheel, when we talk about the wheel that me, that is about the... Um, the 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 ofan the number 212 of the strongs concordance then we're talking about a an entity so then you've got the entity the ofan which also means wheel that is riding inside of the physical gilgal which also means wheel and now you have the fulfillment of the scripture In Ezekiel, that talks about the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Now, there are other meanings of that also, but that is one of the very important ones of the the wheel, which is the Ophan, the entity, riding, uh, piloting in the middle of the physical Gilgal wheel, which is the spacecraft, and you have the wheel in the middle of the wheel. So, uh, we have the chambers over against Gilgal, the Bible speaks of the chambers of the south, the house of the flying whirlwind Zith. Uh, in uh, uh, Nehemiah twelve twenty nine, it talks about from the house of Gilgal. Um, in, uh, uh, you can look at the Strong's Concordance Hebrew Dictionary, 1537. Uh, it talks about the house, which comes from the word uh, Beth or Bethel, the house of God, Bethel, or Beth for house. Uh, you can look that up in Strong's Concordance uh, 1004, 1004. You can look up the actual uh, additional meaning of that uh, Beth Hagil, Beth Hagigil, uh, Beth Hag-Gil, uh which is uh, uses uh, uh, the Strong's Concordance Hebrew Dictionary. Ten nineteen, a thousand nineteen, and so uh, we have in this Beth Hadgiddel, or Gilgal, Beth Hadgiddal, a place in uh, in Palestine. Now there have been way, way, way back in the Bible, there have been these various physical places, which you can look up and see descriptions of the wheels. We told you about the Lake of Galilee or the Sea of Galilee, how that, that actually is a wheel in, in what means, you know, Galilee means wheel. And um, we, we want to understand how that in the pattern in the mount and, and in the revelations about, about the, the patterns, how that there are expressions that occur in the earthly realm that are patterns of the heavenly realm. And and uh, it's very important that there have been these patterns. We have to also understand that those those patterns are used uh, in this tree of the good and evil uh, dispensations of the generations of time uh, on both sides of the, the principalities of light and the principalities of darkness. And so both kind can be represented and are represented. So this place in Gilgal, uh, it, it's no doubt like... Um, it is said you know uh from history and and it can be shown in the Bible that much happened at gilgal uh that that uh that the the sons of the prophets and and the um uh the prophet Elijah that constantly are not constantly but often were 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 meeting in gilgal and and it is said that it was from Gilgal that uh, uh elijah went out a pace away from where the the prophets uh of the school of the prophets were and uh, and uh and was taken up by the the fiery chariot uh which uh is called um uh, merkabah and uh we'll talk about that in just a little bit and so um we know that that uh that uh, david uh, had uh, well joshua joshua uh had uh, battles and and he had a base at gilgal uh we know that um that david uh did battles and was in, represented at gilgal uh, it is not a minor subject <coughs> it is not minor and it represents you can see if you look up chariot that um where it represents uh you know uh it can represent the wheel uh it can represent um a physical side and then there's also the 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 heavenly side the spiritual side and so we hope to be able to, to talk about that now in our teachings going back some time uh, when we talked about um, the giants and how that um, those giants you know were defeated by uh, Joshua and the children of Israel uh, as they followed the instruction of the the angels uh, that were going before them um and how that um these uh giants they were they were into things uh, with the with gel uh there was this gel gals um and and at that place that's r e f a i m uh gal Gel-Gow, uh, gelgal's um, there was an ancient um, uh, megalithic uh, monument uh, in the Golan Heights, and uh, and uh, near that, and only 16 kilometers east of the Sea of Galilee, um, uh, this site called the Wheel of, of uh, Rephim uh, site, it they, it had a grave there of the last king of the giants, and the tomb was covered uh by two uh still is covered by two massive uh basalt uh slabs of rock each weighing over uh five and a half tons and um that they say is you know over five thousand years old and uh, and uh, it was built of more than 42,000 uh, basalt, basalt rocks uh, and the mount is uh, five to six meters high and has several wall circles around it and it's definitely connected with the name uh, uh, Gelgals uh, because it's called Gelgal's Rephram, and this still exists, and this is something you could go in if you're allowed to get into that area and see that literally exists. And this was, uh, you know, where they buried the last king of the giants, uh, and, and it was also served as an a, a, a astronomical observatory. So we've got the house, which represents the spiritual side, and we got the um, the monument, which represents the, the evil side, and this Gilgal is very big in the part that it plays. Now this word Merkabah, M-E-R-K-A-B-A-H, I've talked about this before, but I haven't talked about it enough because these Merkabah writers are are they're, they're big in, in in the subject of the Bible, and um, Exodus twenty four nine ten, as I've read to you many times, shows this Merkabah, and, and it is has a canopy over it, and and Yahweh or Yahweh El is is standing there as a uh, piling in it, is the pilot of it, and it was seen by Moses and seventy of the elders. That's in Exodus twenty four nine and ten, and Elijah went up in the merkabah, the the flaming uh, chariot and, uh, and then uh, Jeremiah four thirteen talks about uh, as a cloud of chariots, uh, and it uses the same term uh, in the Greek or pardon me, in the Hebrew concordance uh, number forty eight eighteen and uh, you can also check number 4817 but this number 4818 uh is is uh refers to both uh the physical chariots and then it also is in certain scriptures refers to the heavenly chariots so both are represented in, one in the physical uh, the other in 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 the the spirit or in the it's not a spirit it's still a physical form but it is um it is the family of God's side versus the family of, of, of Satan's side. And and uh, Isaiah sixty six uh well in Jeremiah four thirteen it talks about as a cloud uh uh you know of chariots and and um uh with with whirlwinds. In in Isaiah sixty six fifteen it talks about the Lord will come with with his fiery chariots like a whirlwind. Uh, it also, uh, like I say uses that forty eight eighteen but it 's talking about a different kind of of uh, of merkabah there it's it 's a spiritual merkabah okay and then you can check more about uh you know these things uh, uh, there's um, number ten twenty three of the uh, strong 's concordance, which means the health of of breath. Uh, uh it's a it's a it's a place that was far off and you know just just look at some of the scriptures you know psalms 99:1 1, psalms 104:3 psalms 68:17 uh you know this uh, uh, number 10:23 and number 10:24 uh the house of of merkabah place of the chariots has both on the one side of the tree of good and evil the evil side represented, but on the side of good, it has the uh spiritual good side represented, it. and it's talking about the the riders of the white horse that 's what this merkabah is the riders of the white horse and and it has physical representations it had on earth going way, way 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 back uh you know to the time of joshua and and before, and so these uh, Chariots of fire, uh, you know, that that can be represented both earthly and heavenly. Uh, they are traveling thrones uh, uh, of, of on the spiritual side, on the good side, of his majesty of heaven. Check out, uh, you know, Galatians 6, uh, 2 through 3. Uh, and uh, we also notice the revelations uh, of the same nature are shown to Ezekiel, to Isaiah, and to Habakkuk and and uh it is it's just it's just absolutely amazing uh check out isaiah six check out isaiah four two through five uh the divine chariot is spoken about in psalms eighteen ten deuteronomy thirty three twenty six Habakkuk three eight galatians sixty six fifteen i uh, see that can't be right um must be galatians six fifteen um 1st chronicles 28 18 1st chronicles 28 um uh, uh might be 19 let's just leave it at 28 18 and uh it speaks um to him that rideth upon the heaven of heavens which were of old he doth send out his voice uh <clears throat> psalm 68 17 and 29 31 33 and 35 and Isaiah 6 2 3 and 6 and 2 Kings 2 11 the taking up of Elijah this gets into this merkabah and and uh, oh there's so much more but in Ezekiel 1 4 through 26 it is a throne of glory a pilot hold uh where in in Zith uh where the heavenly uh charioteer uh, you know the white horse rider can ride in, in this Merkabah because Merkabah means a place of the rider, and uh, it is encircled with the seven color rainbow. Uh, check out Psalms eighteen five, Isaiah nineteen one, Hebrews 3.8. eight. Uh, there is so much. Uh, it, it it it's it's just exciting to talk about this. Um, we know that there's physical realities to all of this you know the bible talks about the the brace, the bre- uh, breastplates of fire and iron uh and whether it represents on the the physical side of the negative uh the the the, the, the dark entities or whether it represents on the The physical side of the good entities of uh, light—it still has a physical aspect to it, just like Gilgal represents the physical spacecraft. That's in Revelations nine nine through Uh, seventeen. This case, I believe, it was negative. And then there are all of these other chariot uh, situations. Uh, I just, I just really want to get into this. I've just had so much to cover on these uh, other aspects that what I'm going to have to do here is bring this to a close, and I'm going to have to, uh, you know, finish this up next week. It's just (laughs) so much I wanted to get into, but we'll do it next week. It's an exciting time, people. It's an exciting ministry, and this message is throughout the Bible, and this message is throughout the earth. Now... God bless you that God has reached out to you and healed and touched you. And I want to remind you in a kindly way, in a very humble way, and not in any way pushing or jamming this on you, just asking you to pray. Uh, because we need to raise a certain amount of funds. You know, between uh, now and the end of December, uh, uh, or some of it, you know, if it needs to, can be going over and helping us in those other months. But at the end of December, we are going to uh, uh, close our live messages on the broadcast and go into uh, 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 archives of the recorded messages. We have some really interesting stuff that needs to be heard again that we're going to be showing. And uh in january february march i want to devote my my full-time effort and energy on getting uh these books uh, uh, printed we're going to get them done we're going to get some books out uh, during that time i i can feel the spirit of it there's a lot of it already done but there's just finished work that it's going to take a lot still to do and it's going to take finances to do it and this is a ministry and you're a part of this ministry and and we're bringing together the sheep of the family of god in heaven and the sheep of the family of god on earth and you're called to be a part of that and paul had this thing of the gentiles and so look what that did to the ministry of the gospel of jesus christ look at how that opened up the rest of the world which was mostly just exclusively left to to the jews And the whole rest of the world of the gentiles was opened up and now we're opening up the family in heaven. And blessed be the name of God. These books have got to get out. We I can't get it all out. There's not enough time on the broadcast to do it. We can say a lot, but it doesn't tell all of the interesting other parts of the episode. We need that to be in print. We need God to help us. Your prayers, please. And if you can help us financially, God will bless you. We love you. Go with God.